This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. Here's a friendly reminder uh, I'm holding up a note that I received from my good friend Jim Pearl. He and I, oh, this would have been. Oh boy, six years ago, decided on a whim, let's go to Amsterdam. So Jim and I went to Amsterdam, spent a fantastic few days. And uh, he checked out before, he had a very early flight. He checked out of the hotel before I did. And as I was leaving my hotel in Amsterdam, the uh, the man at the front said, uh, Mr. O'Toole, we have, a, we have something here for you. And... Uh, it was a note from Jim Pearl. Simply put, he had on hotel stationery, we will always have Amsterdam. And he signed it. Leave notes for people. They're great. Simple act. Never forgotten. Humsies! Also in that package at the front desk at the Amsterdam Hotel was the rest of the weed that Jim Pearl couldn't smoke, so he left it for me. And I'm like, what? I'm going to the airport too. What am I going to do with this? So I just gave it to the cab driver. And he's like, this is crap. Amsterdam. Would I go back? Eh. It's one of those cities in which it's so built up. And that was my takeaway was, eh. Sure. Yeah, Amsterdam. Not even in my top 10 places I've been in the world. Only made memorable because it was with Jim Pearl. Hi, this is Boomsies. This is season three, episode three. Big episode. And uh, lying in bed last night. And actually, all through yesterday. I don't know if we're... Uh, I've, I've talked to a few a uh, few friends. They're feeling off. Like, no energy. So, I don't know. Is Mercury in retrograde... We do a Google search on this. Mercury retro. Something's going on where everyone's feeling off. 
Uh, no, it's done. It was December 13th to January 1st. So maybe we're uh, getting the after effects of the Mercury retrograde. Or it's just January. The slowest moving month in all the months. There's 47 days in January. Anyway, feeling like low energy. But there's two things that help me get through the day. One is seven and one is nine. The seven is my brain trying to convince me because I'm back on the rower. I got a little rowing machine, the old BioFlex uh, rower in the basement. I'm back on it in the new year. Started at five minutes a day, every uh, day of the week to start the year. Upped it to six minutes. You're like six minutes. Where I'm like, it's better than nothing. So we're up to seven minutes a day this week. My dumb little brain tried to convince me yesterday. Yeah. Nah, you don't need to do that. <laughs> what? Seven minutes? That's too long. My brain tried to convince me seven minutes too long. Anyway, hopped on the rower. Felt great. So seven minutes, spend seven minutes walking, getting outside your own head, fresh air, seven minutes exercise. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it makes you feel amazing. And the nine is, and I read this quote the other day and I'm like, I'm living the rest of my life like this because you know how it can be if you, you can't fall asleep in bed and your brain is just playing tricks on you. And the, the rule is, Never trust how you feel about your entire life past 9 p.m. Past 9 p.m. Your brain is. It's on something. It's like, oh, we've got you all to ourselves now. What do you think about this? And then you look at the clock and past 9 p.m. We ain't listening to you. I'll just uh, rewatch Arrested Development. What a show. One of the all-time greats, if you have never watched it. It's on Netflix. So seven minutes and after nine. Might help you. Helps me. Uh, before we dive into Boomsies, we have a, a lot of... Uh, Emails to get to. Because last week on the podcast, producer Tim and I were discussing our picks for this past weekend in the NFL for the divisionals. I bet all the home teams, which were all the favorites. I went three for four. Only one I got wrong was the Bills. Producer Tim sided with me. And that's when he said this. Are you in line with all my picks? Do you have any changes? Tim. Uh, I, uh, I like you, am just going to go chalk on this one. Wait, wait. You're going to go want... chalk? Yeah. Ravens, what Niners. That? It means I'm taking all the favorites. Is that, That's a term? Yes. So Tim used the word or term chalk, meaning he's taking all the favorites. 
I had never heard the term before. I posted the clip on social media. A lot of feedback. But the most feedback came to our Yeah, Let's Talk email address. That's yaletstalk at gmail.com. And it ran the gamut. I'll read some of them here. Hey, gang. On the issue of chalk, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm 100% with producer Tim on this one. I've been a sports fan my whole life, and I'm not sure I've ever heard anyone confused about chalk until episode 101. I hear it used most when referring to March Madness, but I think if Tim went to a party, which seems unlikely, does he leave his house (laughs) and ask people about chalk, they would understand him. They still might punch him, though. Sincerely, Christian in Selkirk, Manitoba. Wow. One of the greatest emails this show's ever been sent. A compliment, and then he bashes producer Tim in the face seconds after. Okay, so Tim, one person with you. Uh, This one from Ryan. Hey, Dan, I've heard of chalk in reference to betting. Jim Rome uses the term on his show, for example, when they go all chalk, they say chalky little bitch. Keep up the great work. You guys do an awesome job. Ryan in Nova Scotia. Okay, these emails aren't going the way I I intended. Um, How about this one? Sean. I'm backing Tim on this one. Well-known term. I think it's a big March Madness term. Speaking of unknown sports terms, remember the one year in the NHL playoffs when Pierre Maguire taught us all what a stanchion was by using it 1,000 times? Ah, yes. A stanchion. Um, when I read these before, I thought more people were on my side with the chalk talk. Uh, hmm. I guess I guess I was wrong on that, but we do have others uh, regarding and <laughs> uh, NFL Canadian uh, commercials. Hey Dan, my suggestion to you would be put up an antenna. You're close enough as the crow flies to pick up the Buffalo stations. Straight signal from the source with all the American commercials. This is the one I use. Outdoors on a pole. Had it for years. We'll need a booster. Or a coaxial cable. This in this indoor might work for you as well. Comes with a booster. Todd, go Bills, Bills Mafia. And he sent me a link to get an antenna. That's not happening. It's 2024. I am not going back to an antenna, which is how I grew up uh, with an antenna. And if that, uh, that baby moved a half a millimeter, you got the Buffalo Station or you didn't. Bit of snow, you got no feed. Um, episode 101, hey, Toolsy, uh, I've been a savvy gambler for a very long time, going back to when I was the fifth member of the Rat Pack, and I've never heard the term betting chalk. I've only ever heard chalk in a line once with chalk it up to bad timing, so I'm with you. And then going back to our uh, Canadian commercials that we're inundated with during NFL football. My top five company commercials are five blank, four blank, three blank, number two, Bet Rivers, and number one, A&W, by far the best commercials. Oh, I didn't forget the other four. They just don't exist. Your pal, Big Dog Rob. And when with regards to 
the Canadian commercials that we've been inundated with, uh, as I just said. Hey, Dan, deep in thought about the list you have for greatest TV characters of all time. You know, it's a bogus list when Will Trent's name appears on it. I was joking when we did the greatest TV characters of all time. Will Trent is not on the list. But I'm a grown man with a dog that wears clothes. <laughs> Will. Gold. For my limited knowledge of the program, I do know that this is only its second season on television, but somehow this guy is an all-time great. I agree 100% that Homer Simpson is the iconic TV character. The show has been on more than 30 years, and Homer is an original, outstanding character. My guess is Steve Urkel and Balky from Perfect Strangers were also not on this idiotic list that you spoke of. Obviously, again, it further emphasizes that Will Trent doesn't ever make that list, and the list is ridiculous. Again, Will Trent did not make the list. Mr. Bean won the list over Walter White for greatest TV character of all time. Here's my list of top Canadian TV characters. Ooh, top Canadian TV characters of all time. Number five, Rusty from The Friendly Giant. I got no problem with that. Number four, Ricky Bubbles, Mr. Leahy, and J-Rock from The Trailer Park Boys. A collective group effort? I'll go for that. Number three, the German Shepherd from Littlest Hobo. London, I believe. Two, Jonah from Danger Bay. And Steve, his number one Canadian TV character of all time, Relic from the Beachcombers. Not a bad list, Steve. This reminds me that... Uh, that there was a T once when we still had newspapers. We had uh, TV media critics. And um, all the TV media critics hated Jay and I, despised us. And there was one that, uh, again, this is a TV critic who writes only about TV, referred to Jay and I and our show. And how I made reference to a character named Relic. Relic from the Beachcombers. An iconic Canadian TV show in which Relic was one of the main characters. I made a one-off joke about Relic. The TV critic put in his column. Enough with the inside jokes. And then made reference to how I referred to someone named Relic. As if anyone would know who that was. That's when I lost all faith in uh, TV critics. When you don't even know a TV character. And you write about TV. I, I uh, went to my brother Vince for his list of greatest TV characters of all time. And he sent me a, an in-depth list. Vince O'Toole's top five Canadian TV characters of all time. Bob and Doug at number five. They only count as one. Number four, Relic from the Beachcombers. Number three, The Friendly Giant. Number two, Bubbles. And at number one, Mr. Dress Up. Vince O'Toole hit the... Uh, the nail on the head, and then he put at number six, Wolverine, and at number seven, Mary Berg. You won't believe what she did. 
That's pretty funny. Uh, They've now, uh, the crypto uh, scan that you're seeing on Twitter in which they, if you haven't seen it, Mary Berg seems like a nice, sweet person, is a uh, TV host on the CBC, wouldn't hurt a fly. These uh, scam posts are making it seem like she did something horrible. And putting up pictures of her like appearing on the news like you wouldn't believe. And you're supposed to click on this thing and then it guides you to a crypto scam. So apparently those aren't generating the clicks they want. And now they've switched to Michael Buble. And then the there's also a Sidney Crosby one as well. So don't click on those. Although the the more you block them, the more they pop up. I don't. Twitter's turned into a cesspool. We used to have like legitimate ads and now we're getting, you won't believe what Mary Berg did. I am all in favor of Vince O'Toole's top five list. But I would put Jonathan Torrens in there in the top five since he's appeared on so many shows. So I'd have Mr. Dressup at number one. How about the Trailer Park Boys as a group ensemble at number two? Can we do that? Maybe a Mr. D in there? Mr. D, pretty iconic. Bob and Doug have to be on that list. And then Jono. Jono for his... His collection of work because it spreads from John O'Vision to or Street Sense to John O'Vision to Trailer Park Boys to Letter Kenny. The list goes on and on. He does a new show called Volleys. Tim, your list top five Canadian TV characters of all time. Uh, well, I mean, nice of you to spring this on me without any notice whatsoever, so I can't think about it. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm Buddy Cole is on my list. I don't list. know who that is. Uh, from Kids in the Hall. Scott Thompson's oh, okay. character from Kids in the Hall. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, Chicken Lady. Put Chicken Lady on there, too. Kids in the Hall? How about them as a group ensemble? I mean, I just gave you two characters. I mean, you could just How about we characters. just put them all in? Sure, why not? Go ahead. Go that route. Uh, after that, I don't know. Canadian TV characters. I mean, I was, you know, I love Mr. Dressup too when I was a kid. So I put Mr. Dressup on there. Friendly Giant. Yes, Friendly Giant made uh, my brother's list. Um, yeah, kind of wish you'd asked me beforehand. Tim, I'm not that kind of guy. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know. I'll end my list there because I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Z-Money. Again, thanks for just dropping this on us. <laughs> but uh, since Tim went first, I had time to write these down. So uh, I'm a different vintage than you guys. Uh, so you guys might not know the show, but the cast of Reboot, uh, one of my favorite shows as a kid, it was an animated show. Uh, 
Brent Butt from Corner Gas. Oh, yes. Corner Gas. Thank you, Z-Money. I forgot. Uh, then uh, also the Ensemble from Trailer Park Boys. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I uh, I love Oppa from Kim's Convenience, another great show. And then, of course, Mr. Dress Up. Okay. I think Z-Money might have the best list. Tim put no thought into his. Gave him weeks to prepare. Uh, so send us your uh, your list of top five Canadian TV characters of all time. To yeah, let's talk at gmail.com. One more email to get to. Hey, Tools, the idea for a new TV show, a detective who is blind and has a dog. Sometimes they wear clothes and sometimes they don't. It's a winner. This in re- is in reference to Will Trent and also the promo we've been seeing about the blind cop. Blind Z. I get Mr. Bean being at the top of the greatest TV character list with its international appeal, although I also would have had Homer first. But to me, Mr. Bean is not even Rowan Atkinson's best TV character, Black Adder. He's an underrated gem in my books. I took a road trip last week with my buddy to see the Oilers-Red Wings game, and I couldn't agree with you more on Detroit. I was last there 20 years ago, and compared to then, the city looks and feels great. Friendly people, good food, felt safe, great city to visit. That's right. Say nice things about Detroit. P.S. I can't believe you work for a sports betting company. I've never heard chalk, as in bet the chalk. Brian in Mississauga. So my reading of these emails about chalk talk proves... I don't just pick ones that side with me because 80% sided with Tim. You don't get chalk talk here. You get straight talk. Boomsies. Tim gets vindicated. Although his bills. Oh boy. I didn't know if Tim would show up today. Everything was going great on my picks up until the Sunday nighter in which the Buffalo Bills lost once again to the Kansas City Chiefs. The game had everything you would want in a football game. Still baffled at what Josh Allen was doing on that last drive. Needed 10 yards. He was going end zone. You needed to chew up more clock because Patrick Mahomes... Had they hit, had the Bills hit a game-tying field goal, if memory serves me correct, Tim, the Chiefs would have had about a buck 30 left on the clock. Yeah, I don't remember the exact time, but it was, it was, he would have had plenty of time to drive for a field goal. Yes. Sure. So you're trying to tell me, okay, you kicked the game-tying field goal. Sure. You don't think Patrick Mahomes gets his team in field goal range with a minute 30 to work with? Come on. I believe the uh, Bills kicker had to delete his social media because he was being harassed. But now his charity of choice is being flooded with donations. So hopefully the good is outweighing the bad. And if you think of having an ill thought towards the Bills kicker, being a Bills fan... Remember the time left on the clock and who had all that time to work with. One of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, Patrick Mahomes. 
So the Chiefs move on. Uh, the Bills done again. Tim, instant analysis the second that game ended. Were you distraught or were you just back to the feelings of, yeah, I expected that? Uh, yeah, more of the latter than the former, I guess. I didn't expect them to lose like that, but God. It would have been a different game if Matt Milano was healthy, if Matt Milano was playing. Because that second half, the Chiefs were just marching down the field at will. And you could see A.J. Klein out there running around and just trying to keep up, but he couldn't. That's what happens when your starting middle linebacker is activated off the practice roster two weeks ago. Uh, what was with the uh, the fake punt and they, they used Hamlin? They used DeMar Hamlin for the fake punt that it made no sense to me. I'm not a Bills fan. Did it make sense to you, Tim? No. I was a dumbest. I could not believe they did that. I thought that game was over then because it was just, I assumed they were going to score a touchdown there right away. I just, I thought the game was over. So they were very, very lucky that that fumble happened through the end zone. Um, there was a lot of Jason Kelsey shirtless in a suite at the Bills game. And I liked the, uh, the theory that Jason Kelly, Jason Kelsey, Jason Kelly, uh, Jason Kelsey was shirtless and doing all the antics he was doing to take the heat off Taylor Swift. And I'm like, I love that theory. I love that he knows the cameras would be on him. Leave Taylor alone. She's just trying to watch a football game. Just just one problem with that theory. What? Jason Kelsey's like that all the time anyway. <laughs> I did that. It didn't matter that he was at the game with Taylor Swift. Like he was gonna do that no matter where he was. If he was at home watching the game, he would have been shirtless <laughs> running around with beer. I love how someone put on Twitter. Sure, Jason Kelsey can go shirtless and chug beers and run around the stands, but if I do that at my sister's wedding, I'm considered an embarrassment. I'm like, fair point, friend. Fair point. Different sets of rules for different sets of people. Okay, so let's check the latest odds here. Here's your NFL schedule this weekend. Championship Sunday. The 3 p.m. game has the Chiefs and Ravens. Currently, the Ravens are favored in that game. They are the home team. The total is what sticks out to me. The total's only 44, which might be the lowest total in the NFL playoffs so far. It's only 44. I'm taking the Chiefs in that game. Although, the Ravens, the the overlooked, well, I don't think Lamar's overlooked, but when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, he will get all the attention. Chiefs know how to win. All they do is win. I'm taking the Chiefs over the Ravens. And in the 630 game, you have the Lions and Niners. At this point, I am all in on Detroit. Niners are at home. They are the favorites. Total for that game is 51. 
So I have a Lions-Chiefs Super Bowl. And if you look at the conspiracy theory for the Super Bowl logo colors, the last two Super Bowl logos, it's revealed well in advance of the game. The last two Super Bowls, the color scheme coincided with the two teams that made the Super Bowl. And this year, if the two teams that make it to the Super Bowl are the same color scheme as the logo, then it has the Ravens meeting the Niners. If you believe in those types of things, which I do not. Because I have the exact opposite. I have the Chiefs and Lions in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Where if you're thinking of going to the big game, you're out of luck. Average hotel price on the Strip for Super Bowl weekend, $900. In a city where you can typically find a room for like 100 bucks. And you would have a four-night stay minimum if you wanted to stay in a room on the Strip. Apparently, the Minnesota Wild, they play that weekend, and their their travel secretary might be out of a job because they got no rooms. There's no rooms for the Wild to stay. So they might have to stay in off the, well, it's okay to stay off the strip, but you're getting into the seediness there. And there is a hotel level minimum in which NHL teams have to meet. Like they can't say, guys, we're staying at uh, Slim Jim's Sleep and Stay. They've got to stay at like a five-star, nothing less than a five-star hotel to appease the, uh, the agreement they have with the NHLPA. So the George Costanza of the Minnesota Wild might be in a bit of trouble right now. The celebrity judges for All-Star Weekend in Toronto. That is fast approaching. That is next weekend. That is next weekend in Toronto. It's a two-week affair. I believe uh, they extended the All-Star Weekend, which is exactly what the players wanted. More time in Toronto in February. The celebrity judges were announced, and of the four, I selected two correctly. Will Arnett and Justin Bieber. The two I did not guess, which I sh- that should have been on my radar, Michael Bublé. Huge Canucks fan. He's one of the owner of the owners of the Vancouver Giants. He even refers to the Vancouver Canucks in one of his Christmas songs. And the fourth judge was not Margaret Atwood, who I strongly suspected would be. Instead, Tate McRae. You might be saying, who's that now? Tate what? Tate McRae. She is a singer-songwriter. 
I don't know if she writes the songs. I'm just saying. I'm sure she's written a song. She's very big right now. Uh, She's from Calgary. She recently was the musical guest on Saturday Night Live. But there's something that troubles me about Tate McRae's latest album. Tate McRae is standing in front of a set of goalie pads on the cover of her new album. And the goalie pads are not placed the right way. The outside extra padding is on the inside, if that makes sense. They're on the wrong legs. She's not wearing them. They're just in front of her. So whenever I see that, it's going to drive me and any hockey fan who knows how goalie pads go on a goalie's legs insane. Drives me insane if I'm playing road hockey. You know, a kid's got them on wrong. But kid, what are you doing? Got him on the wrong legs. So whoever the uh, the photographer was, was not a hockey fan. Someone on that crew didn't notice? Come on now. And the other huge news was Patrick Waugh. Out of left field being named the new head coach of the New York Islanders. Had they hired anyone else, would not have been a blip on the NHL radar. I was trying to explain this to to friends and family. Like, you, you don't understand how massive this is. NHL royalty back behind the bench in the NHL. Patrick Waugh is in the lexicon of the greatest of all time. So for him to return to the bench in the NHL is massive. Lou Lamarillo, this is his Hail Mary. This is not his, which Jim Nance used it the other night. This is not his home run pass. There's no home run ball. Like, that is a term that should not be used. It's a Hail Mary. Anyway, I digress. Patrick Waugh brings an instant culture change to the New York Islanders. If there is a human on this planet Earth who with one look of the eye, you know exactly how he's feeling... It is Patrick Waugh. If looks could kill. Should be in his name. Patrick, if looks could kill Waugh. Head coach of your New York Islanders. Lou has already got him on the. uh, The Islanders. New York Yankees esque no beard policy. Waugh for years has had the scraggly kind of beard. First time on the ice, beard. She gone. 
So Patty Waugh, back behind the bench. Last time he coached was with uh, the Colorado Avalanche. I believe he coached three years there. He finished with a winning record. He's been a coach in the queue for the longest time. He's also an owner there. And uh, my favorite goalie growing up. Last week, uh, I dove into my Sports Illustrateds that I've, I collected throughout my childhood. Boxes and boxes of them. Each one I would put in a milk bag. So in Ontario, you get your uh, milk in bags. And those milk bags come in another bag. So I would wash and dry the milk bags. And then perfectly store my Sports Illustrated editions. Put them in boxes. I've been lugging those things around Canada. I brought them to the States with me. I have never opened those boxes until last week. The day I opened my Sports Illustrated boxes for the first time in probably 30 years, Sports Illustrated shuts down. I'm like, what? What are the odds? That for the first time in over 30 years, I look at these Sports Illustrated in the same day Sports Illustrated decides to call it quits. And I have a, a treasure trove. I've got Waugh hosting the, hoisting the Stanley Cup. I've got both Blue Jays World Series titles. I've got Pete Rose covers. A lot of my Sports Illustrated made a lot of money off Michael Jordan covers because there's about 30. A lot of Mike Tyson covers, a lot of Pete Rose. Um, the swimsuit editions, they're in there. I'm not going to hang those up because uh, that, was a, that was a different time. My favorite part are the, the car ads on the back of the magazines and the cigarette ads. I'm like, man, I'm old. Hey, look, look at the new Plymouth. And at that time, we thought that car looked cool. Now, the smokers, they look damn cool. Those cowboys smoking a dart. Hell yeah. But the cars, mucho no bueno. So I started hanging them up in the other studio behind us. Hopefully, we'll be able to display those. Uh, the Ben Johnson uh, covers on there. I put it right next to the O.J. Simpson guilty cover. There's a lot of doom and gloom in there. But Patty Waugh hoisting that Stanley Cup is in there. Maybe I'll blow up the picture I took with him at NHL All-Star Weekend in L.A. when we lived down there. And uh, we won't get into that because of the two people in that photo... Only one wanted to be in it. I'll, uh, I'll let you guess who that was. Uh, check our time here. Holy crap, Tim. Do we yeah. have time for Boomsies news Newsies? I mean, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the, the Netflix WWE deal. Oh, which is Tim, a monster Tim. deal. Tim is a massive wrestling fan. And, That's um, not true. 
That's not true. Let us in on this uh, on this new wrestling deal. Uh, Netflix and WWE agreed on a 10-year, $5 billion deal that will see Netflix be the home, basically, for wrestling content, especially in Canada, where you'll have Raw plus all of the other... Was it... What's the Friday night one called? Oh. Fuck fest. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, all of the other events are all going to be on Netflix in Canada now. So, are these deal. going to be live events on Netflix? Yes, live streaming. They have the capability to do that. Yeah, they every once in a while they'll live stream stuff. Not often in Canada. It's usually outside of Canada. Have you ever watched a live event on Netflix? Uh, yeah, there was a couple of years ago. I think they did some live. I can't remember what it was. Some live post award show thing i think something and, and it, did it work uh no nah, not at first they were like 10 minutes late starting okay but. so this is a major alarm bell for all tv networks because right now if you haven't figured it out yet the only thing that is keeping the lights on for standard tv networks for sports networks is live sporting events. The NFL is a juggernaut. If you look at the most viewed programs in the last 20 years, the NFL, if there's a list of top 50, the NFL probably has 45 of them. Live sports is what's keeping TV going. So if this is any indicator with Netflix getting into the live sports game, this has got to cause panic. Not confu and confusion, but... What's the word I'm looking for, Tim? What would... Uh, what would sure. it cause in the TV industry? Consternation? consternation that's exactly the word i was looking for tim because they know what's on the horizon they know that anyone under the age of 25 is never going to sign up for cable they don't know how they have no desire they have never used cable television They know their customers are dying off. But what do the younger generation know how to use? Netflix, Amazon Prime, YouTube. Guess what the sports leagues, the NFL, Major League Baseball, uh, the NHL, the NBA. You don't think they realize that? That the cable TV audience is dying while the rest of the streaming services are growing. So when those new deals come up, which the NHL's deal is coming up in two years, it's got to cause a lot of consternation in the TV broadcast industry. As the NFL has already dove into the Amazon Prime game, that's their Thursday night game. From this day 
to 10 years ahead, the TV sports landscape on how games are broadcast is going to dramatically change. And it's causing a lot of people to be very nervous. I'm not nervous. Because we got boomsies, baby. Uh, Tim, anything else to add? Chalk? Okay. Hope you got uh, some takeaways from this episode of Boomsies. Nine and seven. Don't listen to anything your brain tells you after 9 p.m. I can't believe I didn't read that or hear that up until last week. And I'm like, this is brilliant. Whoever thought of this. And a lot of you are probably thinking, yeah, Dan, that's been around for ages. It probably has. I'm not that smart. I'm not that well read. So when I find something out and it's new to me, then it's new to everyone else as well in my mind. And seven minutes, seven minutes of walking, doing something physical can make a world of difference. These are my uh, things I used yesterday to get me through a tough day and get me here today. And I think back, I'm like, what the heck? What what was the problem even yesterday? Don't even remember. But at the time, I thought it was a massive problem because your brain likes to fuck with you. Make sure you have yourself a great week. Hug someone and be nice. It doesn't cost you anything. See you next week. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.